It's the Puppet Parent Podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about 2020 puppet show problems, football traditions and foods, issues with reading old kids' books, and the story of one of our most infamous puppet shows from the early days. It's all coming up next on the Puppet Parent Podcast. Yeah, mostly in sync. Look what we did there. Yeah, we are the Puppet Parent Podcast. <laughs> my name is Chad. And my name is Z. And right. we are puppeteers and parents, and we have this podcast. Yeah, man. And we're so happy that you're here and that you've um, continued to, if you're new, that you're you're stopping by and saying hello. And if you uh, have followed our journey this entire <laughs> ways, um, that's awesome. And yeah. we're so happy. And... Uh, Uncle Tom is wondering if we're tailgating the Bills game in the bomb shelter. I mean, and, um, somebody's bombing today, and it ain't us. Oh, the poor Buffalo Bills. Poor Bills. Can't beat the Jets. But I am oh wearing a Buffalo, it's not a Buffalo Bills uh, hoodie, but I'm wearing my Buffalo Western New York um, canal side <laughs> hoodie, yeah. so that makes me Western New York-y. Yeah, um, that's right. So so we're, we're puppeteers. I feel like a puppeteer yeah. this week, see. Can you tell me I've, what's making you feel... More like a puppeteer. I mean, we're always puppeteers, but it, yeah, that's right. Sometimes are you you're, like you're a more puppeteer. More highly concentrated. Sometimes like you're a puppeteer. You're a puppeteer in your heart. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but nowhere else it seems. Mm. No, um, this this week the um, we're barreling towards the towards November, and that means that uh, exactly one month has passed since the beginning of the school year, and I feel like uncertainty, the uncertainty that was keeping people from booking artists performing artists and storytellers and circus and like everybody has 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 um been like the mist is cleared a little bit like the fog of war is like it's like dissipated and the bookings are starting to come in and i did i was looking for i was like a because i have to check for unemployment and i was looking at the last week and i was like man i performed like five times last week it was crazy you were busy yeah, yeah. so it, it felt really good it felt good to just be thinking about like work stuff and not like anything else, and it made me it made me happy. To, I was thinking like, oh man, oh that last one, woo, that Zoom party got out of control. And then I caught myself, <laughs> and I was like, what a funny switch, you right? know? It's usually like, oh that birthday party, you know, <laughs> uh, oh that one kid was really loud or not listening, or they handed out snacks in the middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, know? it's new new problems. New modern, territory. Modern, modern problems require <laughs> modern solutions. You can bet by this, the, the second show that day, I told the librarian, I was like, guess what happened last time? Oh, no. <laughs> I was not the co-host. Yeah. I was asked, hey, do you need to host or anything? And I was like, no, 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 you, you got this. And we were talking about how everybody has these Zoom skills now. Well, let me tell you, if you let the audience <laughs> unmute themselves, they're going to do it. Well, Especially, if the audience is a group of well, like children. three to five-year-olds. Yeah. No, even, <laughs> even adults. No, because adults, we trained kids on how to use Zoom. That was the first month of school, streaming school, was to tr- we'll train you how to be good Zoomers because uh, I'm teaching puppetry every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a bunch of kids, getting new students every every year through um, um through every serious fun week. Every week, thank yeah. you. Serious fun <laughs> after school. You can sign up. It's great. We make puppets uh, every single week. Then we perform them. It's like an hour class. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's affordable. Uh, and these kids are so trained, so trained that uh, every time that they have something to say, like they'll they'll raise their hand or something, and then when it's their turn to speak, they will unmute themselves 
instantly before, like right before they have to speak and then they'll say what they need to say and then boom, muted. Like, bam, like it was like AI doing it, like software. <laughs> so these kids are trained and during the show. But not the kids during the show. Oh no, that was perfect. They would, see. If you, I think if, I'm confused which show you're talking about. I'm talking about the one show where kids kept talking throughout the okay, entire show okay. and and yes. the, the host had to stop the show twice. Thank you. Uh, the thing is, is uh, if you're an adult and you don't quite understand Zoom or StreamYard or something mm-hmm. uh, where you're muting yourself, you're unmuting yourself, you might make a mistake, right? Where you just leave yourself unmuted, right? The one guy in the news who left his video on and was doing things. Oh, no. Getting naked. Oh, no. You know, in his own house, being comfortable. What? Oh, no. A little too comfortable. <laughs> that was this week. Um Sometimes accidents happen. happen with kids. I they're guess. so they're so trained. So the the host of the Zoom puppet show, right? Those guys, I got hired to do a private performance, and the host was like, um, I think the host was in the back of their mind, like, okay, so if anybody unmutes, I'm just gonna like a ninja, boom, click on that person and say mute, right? The kids are so trained and so fast that they would unmute, say something, and then mute themselves, and it would look like nobody had unmuted at all, especially because there were three pages of people. So if somebody's talking, you can't like scroll through the different pages of people and try and find one person because they've already unmuted themselves, and this happened throughout the entire show. So if you give give anyone, if you're doing a Zoom, make sure there's a little checkbox that says, says, um, uh, allow, allow people to unmute themselves and make sure that is not checked. Okay. Okay, just putting that out there into the world. I mean, after 10 years of performing lots of different um, types of shows, and especially a lot of birthday party shows, we have like a list of things that we've put together over time that's like the... Like things to look out for and how to deal with it. It's almost like a handbook, except it's all mental in our brains. Yes. You know, like balloons. Okay, there's balloons and they are <laughs> helium balloons and they're in the space that you're performing in. You have to uh, ask the parent in charge to collect the balloons, put them in another space, and they can come back after the show. Trust me, you do not want the balloons in the space as the same space as the puppet show. Um, because uh, that's just not going to work out well in your favor. Um, oh, Jenny Rogers says she'd love to see our list. It's long. <laughs> so, trust me. For, for, but I, I thought about making a book, like a handbook, for a long time, but then I started Googling it and then finding out, like, oh, actually, Puppeteer's been writing this book since, since yeah. the beginning of time. It exists, yeah. but... Um, I mean, it doesn't exist from your perspective, but it's and from a New York City perspective, which is much different performing in urban environments than performing in um, like rural environments like this. I think those lists kind of have some overlap, but then there's Mm -hmm. also some unique things that you need to keep aware of. You know, like your show needs to be prepared to walk up three to four flights of stairs. Um, because they might not have an elevator. Yes. Um, you you need to be oh, be prepared to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, things like that. Or like, how small can you be really? <laughs> <laughs> well, and how small can you get away with being? Uh-huh. Because there is a correlation of size mm-hmm. and how much you are worth, right? Mm-hmm. Because if your show is is so tiny. And you're in a big space, it's gonna feel like uh, this isn't working, uh-huh. right? So you can't have a matchstick theater, like a tiny matchstick theater, in like a giant uh, town hall. You well, you could if you have like um, uh, there's a woman out of uh, California who does that, 
and um right you you project your yeah image. she projects it yeah yeah oh i can't think of her name this is what happens you guys my brain i just have deleted so much information i think it's like laura something laura. any anyway <laughs> you delete so much information to make room for all the kids information that you have to remember all the yeah. time and then oof, it so just, I have um, all the really good stories. I'm actually writing a memoir. Every once in a while, I'll contribute to it. It's a little Google documents and all the be- all the worst stories. I think of the juicy ones, they're oh. all in there. And uh, <laughs> I will oh, not name names. Never. But but uh, it's also it, it's so similar. Every puppeteer can relate to. It's like oh man, this one time I didn't tell people. Oh, we've learned a lot. To be quiet yeah. during the show. Or the one time where I heard, well, anyway, so there's murder. <laughs> what? There's, there's no murder. Pimps. No. There's. This is not true. No, there's there's alcohol. That is I mean, true. There, there's, <laughs> there's injuries. There's always a lot of drinking. At there's inju- some a lot of, these, of injuries. Uh, more eventful events. All of events. those things are true, and they all happened in a puppet show. Do you remember the time that we had to um, drive someone to an ATM? To pay oh, us. Oh, God. Anyway. I need to write that one that, down, actually. That's a good one. I mean, like, <laughs> it was memorable. And and that party, the music was so loud. It was so loud. Well, for, well first off, it was... Um, so, if you've, if you've never been to... <laughs> This is one so, of the more memorable ones for me. So, let's let's set it up. Okay, so let's, set let's it share up. this one. Set it so, up, honey. We are white. <laughs> we are so white. I'm the whitest. Look at this generic fit. Without this goatee, I, mean, I, his I could name ask is as, any, as any white guy. <laughs> any, any white guy. I'm ultra generic. Right. So when you go to uh, to a black birthday party, mm-hmm. right, to a birthday party where you are the minority, mm-hmm. where suddenly uh, you're <laughs> – it's, it, it's, it's a little bit of like culture shock because I'm a, I'm a white boy from the country, moved to New York City, and here are uh, urban uh, New York City – a black family and they're comfortable in their space and they're doing everything that they want to do and that is completely different than how I grew up right uh, it's just different yeah, yeah exactly and and that's cool and I good. love it I, and, I love and, it it's yeah so I mean we enjoy awesome. it quite a bit actually yes. um and but then every once in a while it's extreme and yes and so <laughs> we were out I, I don't remember where we were but we were somewhere where we had never been before. I will tell you exactly where we were. <laughs> oh, Chad we remembers. were in the, everything about it. I was like, "Oh God!" It was so. It was. Uh, it was seven p.m. and we don't do late, late shows. But sometimes the birthday mom has something in mind, mm-hmm. right? And or, this was a one-year-old party, wasn't it? Yes, or, it was a one, one-year-old yeah. party. Mm-hmm. I forget the name. It was a very black-sounding name. Uh, and traditionally black sounding name, I guess we could say. Yeah. I don't know what the. I'm, I'm not going to name, but, but you, you hear this name and you're like, okay, all right, this this is this is a, clearly an African American. Uh, so uh, they rented out a ma a mosque hall. Like, what do you call that? It's like an, like a uh, recreational an, an Islamic hall? recreation center, mm-hmm. uh, which happens in New York City. You can yeah. rent out religious spaces, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's in the middle of nowhere, Brooklyn. It's in like the middle Brooklyn. It might have been Brownsville. It's hard to get to. And there's you have to drive. There's subway tracks going across. Actually, it was on um, it was on Marcy. Okay. Anyway, uh, it doesn't. Marcy people, goes all the way. Across. Nobody like listening to this might even so, live in New York City. So on our way over in our neighborhood in Astoria, where we live, you never see cops. On our way to find a parking space in this neighborhood, well, I saw 
two cops oh, wandering around. It's like they are out of their cars. They never go out of their car. If you see cops in at the middle of the night out of their cars, it's like, not the middle Whoa. of the night. It's seven p.m. But anyway, it's late. So, so yes. I and I feel like I need to set up that um, when we get invited to a one-year-old birthday party, it does not matter what the ethnicity uh, or oh, the group yeah. is. You just know you are in for a ride because the one-year-old party tends to be a very big deal for a lot of different um, heritages. Uh, so um, it tends to be a similar to a bar mitzvah or something. So you have multiple ages. The one-year-old, not even interested in the show. The show is not for the one-year-old. The show is for all the other kids to keep them occupied while the adults are having their party. Okay, and this is just an excuse to get all the extended relatives and friends all together, get all dressed up. And so we've been to very, very high-class one-year-old parties and... <laughs> I shouldn't say high class. I should say, like, they spent a ton of money, and then we've been to some uh, parties where they didn't have a lot of money, but they still had a lot of people. And the thing that you have to remember is it's a lot of people, and they're all different ages, and nobody's keeping track of their kids. So that is, when you say yes to the one-year-old birthday party, (laughs) that is what you're saying yes to. You do not know what the situation will be, but you are going in with a brave face, and you will do the best you can to uh, to make it awesome for everybody. And we've we've been to... They're so typical across the board because they used to they used to say like oh well it, like if, if it's an Indian family well it's going to be a certain way or, or if it's an Italian family or or whatever they're basically all the same uh, it's just different food but the scenario is exactly the same for all one birthday parties and we've been mm-hmm. in, we, we we've done it all we've been in the projects we've been oh man at the I did a show in the solarium. On uh, on I think Madison and Twenty Third, mm-hmm. like the on the very top uh, on the roof, basically. So if if you've seen a roof in Manhattan and there's like um, it looks like this domed structure that can fit maybe three people, I did a show in there, <laughs> and it was the most one of the most expensive places. So anyway, so so so, so we we always know when you're driving or on the subway on your way to the one year old party, you're like prepping yourself in internally. You're like, okay, we don't know what we're gonna walk into, but it's gonna be great. It's going to be a lot of different kids, probably chaos, but it's going to be great, and we're going to do a great job. So we have internally pumped ourselves up. We park the car. We carry ourselves, and you can hear the music from the sidewalk. Like, And the sidewalk is like a bit of a distance from the door, and, and it's like already reverberating in my body, like boom, boom. Boom, boom. And I'm like, is this the right party, honey? And he's like, yep, this is the right party. And so then we open the door and it's like, it's like the sound waves are like hitting my face. It's so loud. It was so loud. And I don't mean to be like, oh my God, it's so loud, you guys. But it was really loud. It was extremely loud. It was a small space. Yeah. uh, Because it's just an Islamic center and they're typically pretty small. It's New York City, so you're not going to get a huge space. Mm -hmm. And when you walk into, when you, when, so my experience is when I walk into a space where I'm in the minority and nobody knows me and I'm like, you know, a 30 year old white man, uh, you get looks. You get looks, and it's usually like, <laughs> "Can I help you?" Yeah, we were both uh, getting who, those who's, looks. Uh, who, who's with them? So you you scan the room and you try and find an alley. You try and find somebody yeah. who gives you the look of like, "Oh," or usually somebody recognizes mm. you. Whoever booked you, hopefully, uh, but if you can't get the person who booked you, because usually they're busy. In this case, 
the 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 mother uh, was getting the one-year-old's hair done at a separate location, and everyone was waiting. We didn't know that. All we could hear is boom, boom, boom. Just this, like loud. club, inappropriate club music blasting. And and everyone looked at us for a second and then ignored us. Like oh, they were the just worst. like, uh, well, whatever. We're we're doing our thing. And so then we're like, <sighs> well, who do we talk to? So we we eventually find out because we're asking people like, hey, are you so and so's mom? Or is so and so's mom here? No, she's not here. We don't know where she is. She's supposed to be here, but she's not here. And so eventually we talk to the DJ. Hey, is, we're here for so and so's birthday party. Yeah, me too. All right, cool. Um, well, we're supposed to start at seven thirty. You always get to the space thirty minutes before you're supposed to start. Um, and um. Uh, so at 7.30, we'll check in, okay? So then 7.30 rolls around, so-and-so's mom, not there. So-and-so, she's getting her hair done still. So, the, But we well, don't know well, that. We, we, we no, I think we connected with somebody. Somebody put us her in touch with, the, with her sister. So if you can't find the birthday mom, it's always like a best friend or an aunt, usually like the equivalent of like a bridesmaid. A female friend. You got to find somebody, <laughs> anyone to latch. Sometimes it's the help. You know, like yeah. the help will always know what's happening. You got to find somebody uh, who can just give you the permission slip or give yourself the per- permission slip of just like find a place where you want to set up. And if nobody says anything, just start setting up. And then mm-hmm. pe- that will give people the signal, the idea of what's there's something happening here. Right. And maybe we need to tell somebody. Uh, so at that point, I was calling and not getting anywhere. Not, yeah, and so no we, answer. we heard eventually that the one-year-old was getting their hair done. Right, but we didn't know where, at that point we didn't know where she was. 7.30 rolls around, we're all set up. They're not there, so we say, oh, it's fine, we'll hold, we can hold. So we wait 15 minutes, still not there. And then we said, well, we can wait another five, 20 minutes, still not there. At 30 minutes, so now it's eight o'clock, 8 p.m., not there, and so, and, and, and I also want to say, yeah. we're not the only ones waiting. Yeah, the there's whole party. There's a whole party <laughs> sitting there. And there's teenagers. There's mixed ages. So there's teenagers just sitting there just like, because uh, they don't have anything to do. I don't know. I don't think they had phones. And uh, the music is playing the whole time so that we were setting loud. up. So we had to be shouting to each other because we're right in front of the speakers. Like, Chad, have you? Do, oh, what, do you have the thing? Yeah, I have the thing. At some at some point, poor poor Z was really affecting you because I think maybe you were a little it, bit of sick. Because it hurts my body. Or, or pregnance. Or, oh, I might have been pregnant. Yeah, I think you were pregnant. Yeah. So at one point, you were just sitting there holding your ears with your eyes closed oh, in the stage. God. Just like, uh... Well, because in the stage, no one can see you. It's yeah. like a little um, hidey hole. So so eventually, we worked <laughs> up the courage, because this was early on, because we were still performing together. That yeah. means it was more than seven years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, so eventually, we worked up the courage to just tell the DJ uh, and tell this one helpful teenager, thank you very much, teenager, who is probably now in his 20s, uh, we're just going to start. And <laughs> and eventually, we're, so he told eight o'clock. his mom, who told... Uh, you know, her husband, and eventually everybody just knows, okay, we're starting we're without starting. the birth. You know, and eventually we start the show, and then as soon as we start, somebody runs up and says, okay, good, yeah, just just, just do it. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, still, yeah. we're still waiting. Go. Just, just, just go. And we do the show, and it's mostly for kids that are older. <laughs> yeah. We're <laughs> supposed to be for age a group. one-year-old. <laughs> Not there. So we're just performing for a bunch of adults. <laughs> Yep. Teenagers and getting no response, and we're just like, just power through it, just ju- just do it. <laughs> but they it's enjoyed rehearsal. it. No, they, they enjoyed did. It. They enjoyed it very much. The show ended, 
And then um, uh, immediately the DJ go, goes back on, so the yep. music super loud again. And then as we're packing up, um, did the mom enter then? No. No. It was like waiting for Godot. The, the baby never showed. Oh, wait, no, no I take that back. I At take the back. very end. At the very end, we're leaving. Yes. But we're also like, we haven't gotten paid. Right. Uh, so we're kind of leaving, and a minivan <laughs> pulls up, and the door opens, slides open, and balloons pop out. And we're like, whoa. And here's the one-year-old and the mother. But they're busy, and she asks her cousins, hey, can you please pay these guys? Oh, yeah, take care of and them. And she, re- she felt really bad. Entertainers, the, the yeah. birthday people, take care yeah. of them. But but there's a problem. <laughs> they didn't have any money. They were not prepared <laughs> to pay for the entertainment. <sighs> so then one girl says to the other girl, well, I, I got my heels on. I can't go walking down the street. Oh, there's an ATM just a few blocks but it's it's about three or four blocks, and I we said, well, we could give you a ride, all right. So then we gave them a it, ride. It, it was half step to away. The ATM. It was half step away from from like the one thing you never want to do. Because if it, all right, so imagine if it was just because we send we had sent we had performing partners and we'd send them out there solo into the world. If it was just them, and if it, and if the cousin or whoever was male and said, "Hey, I'll drive you to the ATM, get into my car," you say no. You say no, and you walk away, and you just wa- you just wash your hands. But because it was two two ladies, uh, we made it slightly better, and we were gonna drive them. Okay, yeah. it yeah. was still like all right. No, it worked out though. So we drove them to the ATM. They apologized <laughs> a million times. And uh, then they went to the ATM, they got some money, and then we paid us. But just all the, it was like all the things. Like sometimes a story or a show Uh, is like one of those things. One of those elements. Fox Twin, their hair was on point. All right. Oh, yes. It was. The birthday boy. They got their hair did, and it was amazing. We learned that the birthday mom also had to wait to get her hair done. It was like everybody in their whole birthday party had to get their hair done. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, The cousins were wearing these beautiful sparkly gowns mm-hmm. and their hair all done up. They looked beautiful. It was it was for me it was just awkward. It was just awkward to drive people to a bodega where people were buying liquor because uh, yeah. it's the closest ATM to get paid uh, and then see more cops and then leave. And I felt like when we left I felt like we'd been through something. Like I was like, I can't believe we got paid <laughs> and that we made it out of there because it was insane. But now, now even recounting the story, it doesn't feel as intense as it did at, at that point. Like I feel like if if we were to deal with that same situation now, it would be like uh, another day at the office. Yeah, you know. I mean, you, but at that point, it was like so many of these small factors all together in one situation, and it felt like a lot at the time. Yeah. But now it's like, oh well, it would be fun to do. A crazy birthday party in yeah. person. So which uh, which puppet story did we do with this party? We did an early version of our Mystery Max yeah. show, Missing Birthday. The case of the Missing Birthday. by the way, has an all-white cast. So it's <laughs> just yeah. like this extra layer of just all like... Right. Well, hold on. Mm, I mean, yes, but there's also like talking animals too. But yes, all the one. people are Caucasian. That is yeah. true. But at the time, it really made me think about like, okay... So we're white puppeteers coming into an all-black <clears throat> space, and we're performing a show, and all the puppets are white. But we're 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 white. It's it's almost like it almost like makes sense in this weird kind of kind of way. Well, uh, now do we develop shows with multiracial, multiethnic, kind of like different kinds of people represented in our puppet casts? Yes, 
Yeah, we do. And, um, and, and, you know, we've grown as artists and as a company as mm-hmm. well. And we have lots of fun stories, uh, yeah. from, uh, from our puppet company. And then I also have stories from TV production and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, you, every, every time is a learning moment. And so, uh, now we're going to start having a list of, uh, things to keep in mind for Zoom calls <laughs> and, yeah. uh, Zoom birthday parties. So, <laughs> Um, we've done quite a few at this point, um, and uh, we're learning all the time, um, and it's been a lot of fun, and I hope that people continue to think of us as an option for their special events. So um, I can say that this week, I've been feeling a little more homesick than I normally do, and I think that maybe the reason is because of the thing that I had talked to you about over the summer. Um, but it, it's actually hitting me as a person instead of me as like, you know, the business side, mm-hmm. uh, which is that these holidays that are so important, we have memories around these holidays are coming up and they're fast approaching. And it makes it really real that things are not normal when you don't get to do the things you normally do. And 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 not even like and we're not even home. And it, it really um, made our older son, Leaf, feel so sad this week when he fully, fully realized that we're not going to be in New York City for Halloween. And, and I told him, I said, even if we were in New York City for Halloween, um, it wouldn't be the same. We wouldn't be going trick-or-treating. Um, you wouldn't be able to do a lot of the fun activities that we normally do. And and then, of course, I told him, you know, it makes me super sad, too. I, I mean, I'm sad that we can't be in New York City, um, that we can't do all the things that we normally do. I love Halloween. I love going out with you guys. And I said, I'm going to try to make the day, you know, me and you are going to try to make the day as uh, special as possible. We have a lot of fun things planned. And I'll, I'll tell you guys some of the ideas. I don't know if there's any other parents listening, but if you are, I've come up with some really fun ideas of ways that we can make the day um, really fun for the kids. Uh, and and um, I don't know, it's just been like a big uh, reminder that everything is a little messed up. Like I think when we go back home tonight, I'm going to make some sushi <laughs> again. Awesome. And, um, With the brown rice? No. no. I'm going to make New sushi rice, rice yeah, oh, in okay. the pot because it only takes like 15 minutes we'll see um, we'll see what happens this is the first I time i watched making... a really good video of how to do it so okay. um but anyway i just i miss there's a lot of things i miss like i went grocery shopping in the grocery store here by myself the other day just to like pick up some things because uh, our father-in-law your dad um goes out grocery shopping for everybody once a week but sometimes it's like you can't think specifically of the things that you want because i don't even know what these grocery stores have out here also i can't ask him for like specialty items because he won't know where those things are and then he'll get something that's totally not it at all and you know so it was just nice to walk through the store and like see some of the things that I used to eat all the time and I got some of those things like even the spaghetti sauce that we used to get all the time is different than the spaghetti sauce that they (laughs) use here and I'll tell you for five or six months I can be super flexible and and love whatever like I mean I'm so and and I am still super flexible and so happy to be here and so grateful but then there's just little things that you start to realize like oh if I had a choice in this I would choose something different you know and you start to miss 
this this notion of like oh, well I chose to have this in my life versus I chose to not to not have this in my life and instead I'm surrounded by other people's choices of what they wanted in their life and that's fine because that's their house but it's a big reminder mentally constantly all the time that I'm living in somebody else's space and then it's not my space and um and I think I'm really okay with that almost all of the time, except for every once in a while, it just hits me. And then I'm like, <sighs> I'm just sad, you know, and I just miss it. I miss miss being an adult and having my own stuff and I miss our life and I'm, there's a, I'm, and I'm sad for our kids that they're, that they're not getting to experience like this year of school, but they're getting to have other things. And I keep saying that to myself, but... And they're doing great as far as the school thing goes. I mean, it is challenging, but they're doing the work and they're doing great and they're learning things and I'm really proud of them. I think I'm just tired. Maybe I'm just tired. Mm -hmm. Maybe I just want a break for a few days of not having to worry about them or the situation or school or maybe I just want to just build puppets, like just build puppets for three days and not have to think about anything else. Like that sounds like dreamy. You know, but um, but that's not real reality. <laughs> that's not reality. So um, anyway, I, that's just where I'm at with the whole thing. Is um, we've been out here since June first, and things have been crazy since March thirteenth. Um, and uh, it's a long time to be in somebody else's space. And your parents have been so nice about letting us stay. Um, I don't know. I think maybe I'm maybe I'm not feeling all those things because I used to live here. So yeah. it feels it feels just like whatever to me, you know. It's like, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah it's we're, your... we're in the space, but I mean, I helped build this house, so. Yeah, it's your childhood home and it's not my childhood home. Mm-hmm. So, um the thing like but I, I mean, I'm helping them to organize their home. At some point, I'm going to, I told, I talked a lot last time about um, that podcast I listened to, mm-hmm. A Slob Comes Clean, because she's like my my guru, my cleaning guru. And at some point, I'm going to be in touch with her, get ready, uh, <laughs> <laughs> person who runs that podcast, um, because I want, I just want her to know like how much. Even being in your parents' house, like her words and like her wisdom has has helped me like and helped them inadvertently because I've I've made choices to decide like quality of life your pots and pans need an organizer like and look now it's nice (laughs) (laughs) right like it's it was worth it you know to to make these small changes and they and they've been very nice about letting me do that too so um I don't know it's a Nobody's been upset about anything, so that's been good. That's right. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> it's traumatized. I know, I know. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Um, Look, Grandpa has been watching movies downstairs nonstop. Yeah, ever since nonstop. we moved from the basement to the third floor. He's been utilizing that space, and um, it's it's once again the man cave. Mm-hmm. So it's the man bear cave, and uh, they're, they're watching the, the, the Bills lose downstairs right now. But, you know, they have their own little traditions, and, and we've been a part of that. You mm-hmm. know, like, we've been a part. I mean, they, like, uh, every Bills game is, like, an excuse to have, like, a pizza party. 
which is fun or have like some of the family over the family that comes over sometimes and you know like little things like that and grandma just gave the kids some stuff she made for them yeah which for is halloween what, yeah which is what what her mom used to do uh for her and her kids mm-hmm. and us mm-hmm. uh which is yeah so always giving them books <laughs> right and little uh, n- uh needled together things what do you call it stitching no um she knit things knits. thank yes. you i was she like is it crusted no 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 um yeah so, and, and it's very sweet and everybody's been very kind. I think I'm just having um, like a little moment. And, you know, but also uh, the Sesame Street podcast, uh, Foley and Friends, there's um, three episodes out now. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to it on Audible, um, sign up because you can get 30 days free and then you can listen to the yes, Foley va- and Friends. Validate Z. She needs the validation. <laughs> Her, I'm her, a true artist. I her, need her, you to like me. Of, her her her, 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 her uh, love language is affirmation. Yeah, words of affirmation. So write her a five-star review, and then she'll know that somebody cares, and then I'll snap her out of this funk. Oh, yeah. I've been trying yeah. to bake my way through the pandemic, but um, there's <laughs> well, only so many. you take so that a many... couple different ways. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, with cinnamon rolls and, um, huh? like, apple muffins and stuff. But there's only so much stuff that you can bake, and yeah, you know. So keep, keep baking, though. Uncle keep Tom baking. says the Bills are in the lead. Go so. Bills, Go man! Bills. Be embarrassing if they lost to the Jets, because uh, the Jets have not won a game. Well, the Bills have a lot of people out right now. All their tight ends. That's what they say. All the tight ends had a had a COVID party. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> no, they had to train a wide receiver. Is what I heard as a tight end. Anyway, um, no, it's it's interesting to be back here. After all this time in the back of uh, of Bill's country, where it's like our sports teams might not be the best, but they've all they're all we got. Well, everybody is very dedicated to football out here. Yeah, it, it's a reminder of uh, of how I grew up too. Except that in my house, my dad was really into the New York Giants. Which was strange because everyone around us was rooting for the Bills, but whatever. He liked the Giants ever since I'm not sure when, and um, that's who we wrote, rooted for. Um, always the outliers. <laughs> Guess so. But um, it's been nice to um, kind of remember how important that feeling is to root for a team and stuff, and it's cool to mm-hmm. see the kids like start to learn about football i guess a little bit even though they're not going to play football um but it's i mean they wouldn't really be exposed to football at all you know if it wasn't for being out here this Um, is true because we never watch it at home the only time i ever watch it is if they make the playoffs um sorry i'm i guess i'm not a very good 12th man um but i you know go bills and I like going to the... You're not alone. There's so many... Like, as soon as any team makes the playoffs, then all these other fans come out of the woodwork. I love watching the know. games live, though. I think it's very exciting and fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm always happy to go to a live game. Yeah, we've been, we've been watching uh, League of Legends, which is a competitive eSports or S-sports. I don't even know what they're... Oh, they uh, don't the, call they, it eSports they, anymore? They, 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 uh, dis- they took out the hyphen in eSports to mm. make it eSports... Or something like that, uh, but it's basically competitive video games. That it's like this crazy multi-billion-dollar industry mm-hmm. where all these all these little kids, all these like teenagers and young twenty-year-olds 
play these extremely difficult games. Uh, League of Legends is 5v5. And if you don't know, if you just watch it, uh, it's it's hard to tell what's happening or why. So it's like having somebody nearby or watching like a primer, like a tutorial by like, all right, this is what's happening and this is why, and these are the objectives and how come the map doesn't change every single time. Uh, it's good with any esports, uh, whether it be Counter-Strike or Overwatch, there's so many mm -hmm. esports nowadays. Uh, to figure out like what's what's happening and why because sometimes like in uh, like in American football it's like what is w wait he threw like the refs throw the yellow flag but the coach can throw a red flag now and what does that mean oh. and th there's all kinds of interesting little nuances so I've been I've been doing my best to try and like tell our older son who of course is super into video games and is very bright and I don't want him to be in a competitive environment. We have discouraged that, but he really is enjoying watching and thinking about what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I like the I like I like I like to watch competitive uh, play, you mm -hmm. know, because of the drama of what will happen and why. And it's the same in, in esports where there's different plays that a team can do uh, that will try and uh, you know coast their way to victory. Um, and yeah, it's real people and you can actually see their faces. Uh, so it's cool. And we, we've been enjoying watching Worlds. Worlds is already done. The great thing is you can just watch them on YouTube when it's all over at your mm -hmm. leisure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the internet's been talking about Worlds and how crazy it was and the winner and the mm -hmm. loser of everything. But we're, cool. we're still in the, in the group bracket right now. Like oh. the, like the semis, I guess. That's kind of like what I do with the old episodes of The Voice. Yeah, <laughs> and seasons that, that of is that a competition show. as well, even yeah. though it's like a singing competition. It is. So it's kind of based on opinion or I guess votes like people vote. Well, yeah. So mm, yeah, towards the end, it's, it's uh, audience determined. So, Oof. yeah, I know. Never trust the mob. Well, Man. anyway, um, important question by yes. Foxy Twin, I think is her name. She is wondering or he, that Fo person. Fo Fox Twin. Sorry, I can't read that on far away. On YouTube is watching um, It wants to know uh, what our favorite dish is to make for a game. Well, I could speak to that because I like to cook. And um, I like to make um, jalapeno peppers stuffed with cream cheese. Maybe I'll make some of those tonight. That sounds delicious. And um, also, I have a delicious recipe for spinach artichoke dip for my friend Becky Ray who gave that to me in puppet school and it's it, it's um it's like so high calories it's so <laughs> gross but it's delicious it's delicious and um I don't know those are like two of my go-to's that I really like as far as um you mm -hmm. know grandma will make this because we're in western New York Oh, yeah, uh, she she will make this. It's kind of like a hot sauce wing dip where she. No, takes, it's called chicken wing dip. Thank you. Chicken wing dip. So it's she, amazing. She takes she she takes a bunch of packets of cream cheese. Yep. And a bunch of jar bottles of hot sauce. Yep. And a couple other things and dump them all together. Chicken. And it's the most delicious and chicken. And it's hot. And it's the most delicious thing that you will ever put in your face. Especially if you've been drinking. <laughs> Just saying. I know his kids, some kids might be listening. Only adult drinks, um, but uh, drink some soda, I guess. But <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, and so you have two options. You can either go with salty chips to scoop it out of there because it is liquid, uh, even though it's firm, 
or you could use some celery. And I prefer celery because the celery naturally has um, a ton of ton of water inside it's of it. It's a cooling because factor. It's, yeah, it cools it down because it's hot. And she bakes it in the oven in this huge dish. It is delicious. And then when it comes out, everyone runs over. And it used to be that it's so popular that within five minutes, this entire tub, that's like the size of two human heads, is gone. <laughs> Uh, lately, because there's less of us around, and we're we can't you know, eat it that yeah, fast. we're not twenty anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that, that's usually our our go-to. We had um, sheets of breakfast pizza today for the game. Yeah, which was breakfast pizza. By the way, is like what's the dough uh, made out of? It's dough. It is not regular pizza dough. I don't know. It's like dough dough. Uh, it's and like bread. On on top of that, you got uh, uh, scrambled eggs and bacon or sausage and cheese and cheese yep. all all kind of mixed together. Yep. Yeah, that was today's adventure. From Tops Market. Yay. Yay. Uh, Ma- Marika says she's still looking for their dignity after the last Overwatch game match against 11-year-olds. You know what? <laughs> Ain't no shame in losing to somebody who mm-hmm. is much younger than you because they have all the time in the world and they their capacity for learning things, especially on a computer, quickly is oh, so, so, fast so fast and fierce because... I don't know if you ever experienced this, but the first time I ever saw a video game, I'm sure my eyes got super wide and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen and I want to play it nonstop until I die. That's how I felt too. I think that's how I felt too. And I and I had a Nintendo and an Atari and so those were my two things. But then I never graduated up from that. Right. And so that has been my handicap ever since is that – the more buttons thing. I mean, I God, I must sound like an old fogey yes. saying it. The more buttons thing. But it is it is real for me, you know. And Chad can attest. Like, I'm trying so hard to play a game that I enjoyed playing about eight or nine years ago. Um, Pikmin. I loved playing this game with you. It was so fun. And so I am just trying to force my way through the tutorial so that I can enjoy it. Because I want to get to a place where I can just, like, move and do the things I want to do. But it's like it's like language. Like that part of my brain is so has been asleep for years. I think. Well, no. So what, what, what you're going through, what you're going through, is completely it's, normal. It's painful. Com, com, completely normal. I just so want to have fun. This. So, so if you if you're out there, and you feel like video games or something, something like TV for me, TV or something has passed you by, uh, especially with video games where you're interacting with your hands, right? Uh, it's like driving a car. First year you drive a car, it's really hard, and you're really nervous, and you, and you're aware of everything that you're doing. Like you're like, oh my god, I have to do this to steer mm-hmm. and push with the pedals at the same time, and like the blinker and everything. Uh, once you get enough experience, your brain suddenly doesn't have to think about it because it's all muscle memory. So then you get to think about other things, freeze you up. I mean, this is Mm -hmm. what I teach when I teach puppetry. Yeah. That's what I teach is I say like, you're going to do it so much that you will get to a point where it's very freeing. Um, so that you don't have to be thinking about this so you can do the job because I teach a lot of special needs teachers. Um, you can do your job of listening 
and observing. Like that's a huge part of teaching is listening and observing so that you can respond to the kids that you're trying to teach and especially kids with special needs. They have all sorts of different abilities um, and uh, there's all different ways that you might be making a connection with them. And so puppetry is one of the tools that I teach um, to uh, for parents and teachers and therapists how to be able to make those connections with kids. Um, but the, the trick is that you want the puppetry to uh, eventually get to a level that, you, that you're creating life that is believable to a point where it just is natural. And you don't have to think about it. You don't have to think about, oh, I have to do this other character and do this other weird voice. It's not my voice. And are they looking? Are they breathing? Are they thinking? It just is happening because you've done it so much. And I think that the problem for me, looping it back to the video games, <laughs> is that I don't have the time to put in those hours because any time that I am playing video games, I have made a conscious choice to not do any of the other work that I was supposed to be doing. And I have to I have to like be okay with that internally and, and not feel guilty so that I can enjoy the time playing the video games. But then when I'm playing the video games, it's hard because it's not easy yet because I haven't like gotten to the point where the buttons... Especially because the consoles keep changing every couple of years. It's like, it feels like a new situation so, all the time. So, so <laughs> don't patronize me. No, no, no. But, uh, so, uh, so, I disagree with that, but, but I don't disagree with the idea mm-hmm. that it feels that way. Because video games, um, after the PS2 controller <clears throat> got uh, analog sticks, the video game controller has stayed basically the same set mm-hmm. for the last 20 years. But, uh, they've changed, uh, it's been like little changes, you know, and each uh, console's buttons and the layout feels slightly different, mm-hmm. you know, because they're in different places, different hefts, different, um, like when you push down the button, how that feels. If you're using a third-party controller, which are crap, or like a first-party controller, which is like smooth like butter, mm-hmm. you know, like the, those are all different. Mm-hmm. So I think if you... With whatever your game your game is, like whatever your favorite game is, if you just sit down for like an hour a day, hour a night, mm-hmm. whatever, and just play, that because you and me, I know, we but were, then we those puppets crushing, aren't going to get built. We were crushing Pikmin three. Back I know in the it was day. super fun. So well, then we just but but here's the thing too is that when I by the time I put the kids to bed nine o'clock, you're mm-hmm. like peace out, man. I'm going to bed. So that's true. Well, you will. <laughs> I've been getting up at like five. Well, maybe lately. you need to get up a little later and stay up a little later so you can hang out with your wifey. Oh, maybe you need to I don't know, <laughs> get up a little earlier. No, it's just not gonna happen. No, um, I know, I know, but it, but it's like um, I'm not gonna play Pikmin at five a.m. You really, you really. What's it? It seems it's really important for you to read to the kids. Yes. Their entire lives, you've been reading to them. Yes. At least an hour a night. That's every right. Every single night. Yes. Yeah. You were really good at it. Mm. And they will always remember, my mom read to me every single night. You hear that? I read to them. That's right. Read, we finished Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim this morning. It was really good. Yeah. A couple yeah. of the rats uh, didn't make it. Right? Jenner's group. Well, exposed everybody by. Why are you spoiling it, man? Why you gotta give away the ending? What? Mm. All right. If you want the Rats of Nim spoiled for you, the book, not the movie, which was like this horror movie, 
Uh, thanks, Don Bluth. If you, if you want to spoil it for you, say so in chats, and I will happily spoil it. If nobody says anything, I will take that as a sign that we do not need to talk about the ending of the book, Miss Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. I will give you all like a minute because it cycles it, it, on YouTube. It's we don't take have like to talk seconds. about the book. I'm just mm. saying, uh, it, we finished it, it was quite good, and now we're reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, with Le- which Leaf keeps telling me he doesn't like, but I'm going to give it another couple yeah, chapters. I, I didn't like it either. Okay, come on. <laughs> just, let's give it another couple chapters, and then, because I, I, well, what, what, what I want like is to him? just, I'm not sure, I think that he is just not as exciting for him as the Mrs. Frisbee. Also, it the language is a little <laughs> older. Like, I mean, it's written, it was written a long time ago, like longer ago than Mrs. Frisbee. Like a hundred years ago. Yeah. So there's some language that is a little bit like convoluted for them, I think. But, um. It's, it's all about the, 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 the narrative voice. Yeah. You know, like. Maybe I'm not doing a good enough job. No, 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 not your what voice. Did you say, not Jeff? your voice. No, I'm talking I about the thought... author. The author's voice for the characters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the characters are not likable. I'm well, just going to put es- that out there. Especially Edmund. Edmund is, is a, a jerk. Jerk. He's, He's a jerk. Terrible. He's he is. awful. And I hated him because he represented everything I disliked about myself as a kid. But that's why I think it's an important read because, like, I, I think it is because, because it's, um, he like, but you get to see like what happens when you make bad choices. And he like, it was one of the first kids books I ever read where a kid made a really bad choice and it affected his family. And like the bad choice kept going, and then you saw the ending of it. But then he also has like kind of a um. He never redeems himself. Well, but never. but I think he learned from it a bit. Sure. When when you know when like. Bad things happened to him and everybody, and, and everybody, he, and 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 uh, it was very adults to be. It's kind of like a kid entering the adult world where they can do, they think they can do what they want, and then the adults mm-hmm. are like, no. Well, no. if y'all have any suggestions for chapter books that would be appropriate for a kindergartner and a second grader, um, I would love to hear them. Um, how about <laughs> how about books that were not written a hundred years ago? <laughs> That's what I'm all about. I know, but you can't trust I, media from the last century i'm telling you the, these newer books are are not great either like every mm-hmm. once in a while you find a book that's like really meaty there's there's a lot going on and it's really really good i think but... i think it's time for him to read the first harry potter book no no not no no finn i want finn and him to read it at the same time together we're gonna read it together okay. so um we're gonna wait another at least one year maybe two years and then we're gonna read them together as a family you sure Yes. Okay. You have a vision. Yes. Yes. I'm, I, yes. That's, they're <laughs> so special. I, I just want to share them with them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's important to me. Okay. I, I. And then they'll have their own book <laughs> when they're teenagers. I don't know what that will be. That, that will be a thing that I won't share with them. That will be their own personal journey in that area. Um, of reading, but that that they just love and like reread and like fall in love with a million times, or maybe it'll be Harry Potter and then they'll reread it on their own again. But it's um, that book series is very special. Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't read many um, chapter books for tweens, you know. But if anybody has one, preferably in like the last ten years, gives shout outs. My father's dragons. 
Oh, you didn't like that one. Oh, I disliked it. As a kid, I disliked it. Oh, I never read that um, one. Uh, he read it, though. Re- he Leaf, did? Leaf, Leaf has read it The in Little class. Prince. Um, oh, you're seeing these from the, the yeah, chat. From, Sorry. From I, I should also. be looking up at the... Um, at Wayside School. Uh, all these things that, that I had to read growing up, I disliked. I, I really I read liked... Holes. I've heard good things about Holes. Maybe we should read Holes. Okay. Yeah, I've heard good things about There's that There's a one. movie starring Sigourney Weaver and Sh- an actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Okay, well, I don't... Whatever about anyway. that. I don't understand that comment. But um, <laughs> and, but Holes, uh, that might be a fun one. And um, yeah, the Wayside School series. I do remember that. Yeah, I think there was like... Long, my teacher was an alien or something like that. Or kind, Sideways kind of, Story from Wayside School. Yes, is that what it is? That, yeah. Uh, every every mm-hmm. book, something crazy is happening. Right. Um, but what I like is... People, kids just like me, who were dissatisfied with everything that that we had to read growing up, wrote their own dang novels, and <laughs> a lot of them uh, have been getting a lot of praise as being really awesome. You know, we will read holes before we watch the movie. It's actually, I'm actually. Oh, you know what? We're gonna read. What? After Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, I think we're going to read um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory again. Because Leaf already read it once, but Finn hasn't read it yet. And mm-hmm. um, the boys wanted to watch the movie. We always read the books first, usually. Um, so, What was your favorite? Um, oh, no, you didn't really read the Lion. I, I recently I read I saw the cartoon the, of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, hardcore. I liked it. That's I liked the cartoon. Crazy. That's, I, but I think that that's what made me love the book series so much, was watching the cartoon of it. Yeah. So... No, it was a good, really good adaptation. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll watch that after we read the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I recently, ten years ago, I reread the entire uh, series of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and uh, most of it I did not like. But I really liked, really liked the story that took place out in the desert. I think it was a, a horse and his boy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was cool. It was like it felt like a one-off. It felt like a side story. Oh, is that the prequel? No, that's the magician's nephew. Oh. Okay. And and by the way, it's crazy. There's there's like uh, it's kind of like Star Wars, where people kind of feud about the order you should read the Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe, the Narnia series. Should you put the prequel that came fourth that he wrote fourth and read that first because it's technically a prequel before you read the first book that was uh, like the first thing that was written. I wouldn't. I would read the first thing that was written because that's how like the the story evolved mm-hmm. for for everyone. That's how, that's how I feel, too. Yeah. Because I feel like, no, you can't read the prequel. No, no, because the prequel is all about a character mm-hmm. who is a shriveled up old man in the first book that has, that's like, it's a secret that he knows about Narnia. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Uh, um, so if you know that going in, it's kind of like, huh? You know what I mean? Um, well, we've been reading the Boxcar Children books. We've read a lot of those. And Leaf really likes these books about the, the Unicorn Academy, yeah. I think it's called. And mm-hmm. so we're I have to or special order through the library the last two of the series because I don't wow. think they have them at the library. Unicorn Armageddon. The last, the bloody battle at the unicorn, the the final stand at the unicorn academy. What will happen? He's read books Holes one through eight. Into people. The last one was like about Snowflake. <laughs> And whisper or something like that. So there's no I violence in these books, by the way. Julie it's just, Sykes. It's just, it's just these these tween girls and the unicorns that love them. You know what though? <laughs> I am happy that he's. I want him to be reading some books that are of that 
yeah. angle because um, it tends to be that those books are more social emotional. Um, and so he's learning more about friendship, which I think is important, especially for my older son. And, um, and this one who's reading these books right now. Uh, and like he needs to be learning about how we, how we can be better caretakers of our friendships with people. Like, he hasn't seen a lot of people that he used to interact with all the time. And I keep saying to him, because I have concerns that, like, who are, who are your close friends or who are you going to want to interact with when we get back? And don't you want to um, don't you want to talk to anybody? Do you miss anybody? And he'll say he misses, like, one or two people. Um, Chloe and Eliza, if your moms are watching this, he misses Chloe and Eliza. But I, it's – but when I ask, like, do you want to call them? No. Do you want to text them? Well, maybe I could send a message on your phone. But then it's never like I want to do those things. It's me saying like, do you want to do that? Do you want to write them a letter? Do you want to send them something? And like I, I think it's just out of sight, out of mind. Like it's just hard for him. <laughs> but, but I'm but I'm that way too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've, I've only usually have like one intense friendship at a time. And then everyone else is just on the periphery. But it's just, it's just that's just how my... I've accepted that about myself, you know, like I'm not calling all my friends all the time, but when I see them, it's like no time has passed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I, I want to make sure that he is developing the kinds of friendships that will be long lasting and important. And I don't know, I guess that's really important to me. I so. guess so. Yeah. Rio Bino, by the way, yes, is totally on board with the horse and his boy. It's such a good story. It's adventure. There's there's cross dressing. Uh, Aslan is in it, but uh, you don't know the role of Aslan, by okay. the way. Cause, and and nobody's like Aslan, save us! Like the like the first few books or whatnot. Yeah. Or Aslan's like a part of the adventure. Nope. Aslan is in the background somewhere doing something else in a different country or something. <laughs> and it's up to it's up to just the main character and his. Uh, uh, his his friend to to figure it out all by themselves and it's really cool so definitely recommend just read A Horse and His Boy skip everything else especially The Last Battle is not a good book it's terrible. All right. Well, it's about how like we're just reading the Lion, the Witch, and the people, Wardrobe right they're now. They're like, guess what? We have an evil god and it's in this tent. And you will become a follower of ours if you go into the tent. And you need to go into the tent. Go into the tent. Anyway, this is what we're doing right now. We're reading, we're, we're reading more chapter books. So I was terrified of that line as a kid. Oh boy! Yeah, well, right. it's a lion. Um, we're just gonna try to read this first one. I'm gonna give it like three more chapters, and if the kids are both still like, I really don't like it, mom, then we'll stop. We don't have to finish the book. What about fifty pages? That's usually what they say. Um, if you if you mm-hmm. can't get past fifty pages and want to continue, then yeah. just just give up. Well, we'll see what happens because they're the whole family is about to end up in Narnia soon because they just uh, they just talked to the professor and the press professor was like it's possible that Lucy was telling the truth. I mean, look who the truth teller is in this family. Is it Lucy or is it Edmund? And they're like, oh, oh yeah, Lucy oh, yeah, always the, the tells beginning the truth. Is, that that's really mm-hmm. tough. No, you need to be surrounded by magical creatures. That's before what you I'm care saying. About anything in that so book. that's why I keep saying like, let's get. Uh, Bills win! Yay! Bills win! Uncle Tom uh, said, uh, "Bills win! Wait, Yay!" He says, "Uh, Bills win, or is it uh, Bills win?" Uh, uh Bills win. <laughs> Maybe yeah, it was like one, that. One of those. Yeah. Hey guys, just oh, you know, Bills yeah. win. <laughs> 
Anyway, so think, or can I give him the Hobbit? Is it okay? Oh, for do him you to think, read the Hobbit? You because... think he'd be able to follow it? Yeah. I've never gotten through it myself, but that doesn't really? mean anything. Yeah. So in in any um. I think I always just get or, overwhelmed. That or the Lord of the Rings, you have to make it past the first one hundred pages. Yeah. Because there's a lot of dense things, but as soon as he leaves the Shire. Then it gets really good. But if you can survive all the details about his <laughs> life, then you appreciate those later yes. when you when you understand like all right, everything that made him who he. I who always he is. figured I would read it with them, so that would be like another one that we would read together. But, yeah, but um, I think it's age appropriate. It's got adventure. It uh, has zero women, no girls, <laughs> no women. It's weird. That is weird. It's weird. Uh, what that about there's the elves? Zero. Did did uh, did Peter Jackson just put the elves yes. as women yes. to like oh any women? <laughs> I did not know that any women that you see in the movies. Oh man, wrote it in. I'm totally I'm totally losing my um nerd street cred here by admitting that I haven't read those books. It's not on purpose. I tried a couple times, but I think. You know, I'm I'm really good at reading aloud, but I'm slightly not great at uh, reading to myself because when I'm reading to myself, then it's just an activity for me. And uh, then as I'm reading the words, all of these other thoughts are happening at the same time and I'm thinking about all these other things. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly I'm like, I just read three pages and I have no idea what just happened. So uh, I'm actually getting better at reading again because I'm reading to the kids and yeah. I'm asking them comprehension questions, which is making me follow what I'm reading more. So, and I think also, if anybody is listening to this and you guys are fellow performers, um, do read aloud and, uh, I mean, even if you don't have kids, like read books aloud because what it does is it, it forces you, at least it does for me, to try to find different voices all the time. So I'm constantly practicing voices <laughs> while I'm reading aloud. But it's That's been fun. great because I feel like it's really broadened my range in terms of like what I think a, a voice could or should sound like. And, um... And also it helps me practice acting because I'm constantly thinking about how would they say this? You know, like how would they say this line? How would I say this line? And what can you add to it to make <laughs> it just a little bit more uh, lifelike? You know, like That's if somebody's dis disappointed, you don't just read the line, oh man, I'm really disappointed. You would read it like, oh man, I'm really disappointed. Well, you go, you know? you go all in. I feel I like I always go halvesies where... You can give a little bit of intonation, but I'm not going to give a full I can't. performance. <laughs> it is a performance. <laughs> it's a performance for me, but I love it. I love it. And I love reading. I, did, I, you, uh, did you enjoy the the Miss Frisbee book? Miss Frisbee and the Rats of Nim? I did enjoy it. I did. Um, I enjoyed that we read the whole thing and that they were both engaged throughout. Um, I felt like the ending was a bit anticlimactic. Uh, and now I'm really interested to watch the Don Bluth film, not with them. I don't know that they need to see it. They're not it. ready for that horror movie for teenagers. <laughs> it's a but, horror movie. But it's I'm not interested a to movie. see it again and then think about the choices that they made. Like, uh, because I'm always interested in, so someone read this book and was like, this is such a good book. It needs to become a movie. Yes. And then other people agreed with that person and said, mm -hmm. yes, you're right. It is such a good book. It should be a movie. 
but how can we make it a movie? Oh, yeah, okay. And then, you know, they they made it more dramatic. It had to be more dramatic because, I, I mean, there are moments of high drama, but then the end, it kind of, it, it, it resolves in a way that feels a little... I don't know. Like, like the the main problem is solved, and then and then the other problem involves the the new character she's met on the way that helped her with problem number one. So it's it's like the climax should be solving Ms. Frisbee's problem. Well, and it did, and then, but and, but that that should have been like the climax. Climax instead, they do that first, mm-hmm. and then they deal with the other problem. In the movie, it's like mm-hmm. all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it is it is a good movie. It's a crazy animated movie. It is not a children's movie. Well, if anybody wants to reread Mrs. Frisbee and the Rest of Nim and have like a book club like moment about it, I just read it with my kids, and I would be happy to do a Zoom uh, night. So let us know. You can message us in <laughs> Facebook, and we can do a Mrs. Frisbee and the Rest of Nim book club talk yeah. with adults about it. Because I or maybe we'll do like a movie night. You know, like. Um, Wonder Spark movie night. I just yeah. did that with our babysitting co-op, and we watched um, uh, we watched a movie, a Curious George Halloween movie, and we did, could talk um, about it. Did did he did he finally like Redwall Leaf, or did he just give up on it? I'm not sure. He I think he might have given up on it. So okay. maybe we could revisit it at yeah. some point. Yeah, I, was, um, I mean, it's another slow starter. But I feel like I was telling him like, "Yo, all this crazy stuff happens. Mm-hmm. This like this siege battle, and <clears throat> you know, not everybody makes it out of that book. It's and dense. It's, it's cool, but, but it's, it's it's like Lord of the Rings for kids in a little bit. It's like high fantasy. I think fifth uh, or sixth grade for maybe. that one because it's dense. There's a lot to get through with that one. But um, but Mrs. Frisbee, it felt like just the right amount for me to be reading to them. Like, I don't think he would have read it on his own. Yeah. These are the books that, but this is the type of book I want to be reading to him right now. Is like a chapter book that it won't, um, that they might not have read on their own, but isn't so dense that they're just like tuning out. Yeah. All right. So Jenny Rogers got to go. That means we got to wrap it up too. Okay. Oh, All right. one person said they're in for a Nim Zoom. So, um, so maybe in like a couple weeks, uh, you guys yeah, could um, Wonder Spark Book Club. Yeah, yeah. Why not, right? <laughs> a book club, but you do so poorly with book clubs, though. No, but, but I already I, I read say... it. No, I already read the book, so it's okay. Right. So it's book club, but only if you've already read the book. No, if I've already read the book, I'm oh. going to trust that you guys. <laughs> We'll read the book. Uh-huh. I um, just don't have time to read. Yeah. But um, you guys could get the book out from your uh, local library, um, you know, online and read it. Uh, All I'm saying is, like, having a book club, but for people who have already read the book, so there's no pressure, you know, of, like, getting slogging through something uh, to a specific date and times. You know, you know that that's where people fall the wayside for book clubs because it's like, okay, go read this. You have this amount of time. But then life gets in the way. Well, I will say that there's two follow-ups in the Rats of Nim series, but they were not written by Robert C. O'Brien. They were written Ooh. by two other people. But it feels like there's more to say about the story, like what happened to the rats? Right. Where did they go? So I want to hear from anybody who has read those books, should I read them? Hmm. I, would, I would tell you definitively, you should not watch the second movie. What, there's a second Rats of Nim movie? Yes. Oy. Okay. There's a sequel. And guess who's the star? Nicodemus. No, he's an old rat. Uh, Jeremy the Crow. No, you'd think that'd be easy pickings, right? Or Ms. Frisbee again. Timothy. No. Timothy. Yes, it's Timothy. Oh, Timothy. Timothy, baby's first adventure. <laughs> 
universally panned as awful. Down oh, Blue no. Studios did not do it. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway so that could be fun. Well, we'll announce it on the um, Facebook page. We'll pick a, an evening. And um, adults, <laughs> uh, you have like um, two or three weeks to read <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. Right, or or watch or, or right? watch it. Watch well, I, well, I thought maybe we could watch it together too. Even we could have like a movie night, movie night, Ooh, down booth movie an night, illegal Zoom video night. Did I say that? I don't. I don't mean that. I mean <laughs> like a fun <laughs> gathering where things might be played. Oh wow! I, <laughs> I'm wondering if no. I'm I'm curious if Zoom has the same kind of algorithms as YouTube. Because you can't stream copyrighted fa- uh, music on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Well, you can uh, in Zoom. So I'm just wondering if Zoom has the same algorithm, or if you, you can, can play, play something and you share like. your screen and share your share the computer audio. Yeah, that's what you do. We're gonna find out. All right. Well, thank, thanks so much, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Every everybody. Thank, thank, everybody. Th- th- <laughs> th- thank you to the Buffalo Bills for not embarrassing uh, <laughs> Western New York by losing to the Jets. Sorry, Jets fans. It's like zero and five now for the Jets or zero and six, something really bad, terrible. No. Sorry, New Jersey Jets. Um, uh, but anyway, the New York, isn't it the New York Jets? Yes, but just like the Giants, they play. They don't play in New York State. I know, they but play uh, okay. in the Midlands. Anyway, um, we're so glad that you tune in every week that you're um, listening to us. Um, if you like this podcast, make sure you you know star it, rate it, thumbs up it, whatever it is, however platform you're getting, there's a positive way to reinforce like what you're hearing, and we would love for you to be that person to hit the thing for us. Z, so. Z needs your affirmation. I do. People. I need your words of affirmation. For, for just and just five minutes a day, you could <laughs> positively affirm this young woman who just needs your five-star reviews right. and likes and shares. That's all I need. That's all I need to feel whole inside. Okay. Right. We so, love you. Pu- Thank pu- you all so much. Puppetparentpodcast.com. We record live on Sundays. At 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's right. On our Facebook page. I'm so little now. Bye. Bye.